Hi everyone and welcome to the Feel Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s and healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now go do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today we are going to be discussing calories and how you can stop counting calories because I imagine if you turned this podcast episode on and you are listening to me right now, you are in a situation where you're counting calories, you're obsessing over the numbers, you're obsessing over how many calories you are consuming, how many calories you are burning. Maybe you have a, an Apple Watch. Maybe you have downloaded MyFitnessPal and you are logging every single calorie that you eat every single day. And when you go over the number that you have set yourself for that day, you stress and you feel anxious and you feel guilty for it. So we're going to discuss how you can stop counting calories and why calories are not the be all and end all when it comes to our health because calories are so often seen as the primary measure of health and weight management. But focusing solely on calories, it overlooks the broader context of nutrition, our well-being, and your unique body as well. Because all of us have unique bodies that have varying needs. So it is so important to look at your own body instead of looking at external factors and diet culture telling you what you should be eating and how much you should be eating and looking at that label that is telling you this is one serving it's time to reconnect with your body again and actually listen to what does your body need and what does your body want because yes this might this I don't know this box of cereal might say on it that 30 grams is one serving but that doesn't mean that that's what your body wants or needs your body might need more. Just because this packet is telling you that that amount is one serving doesn't mean that it is one serving for you. So when we are obsessed with calories and obsessed with the numbers, it reinforces the idea that we can't be trusted, that we can't be trusted around food and that we need to stick to this certain number so that we don't lose all control which then when we do go over that number that we have set for ourselves, it leads to these feelings of guilt and shame and frustration and just annoyance with us. Annoyance? Is that a word? (laughs) When we um, and we'll just become really annoyed and angry with ourselves for going on that number. And that is when we start telling ourselves that we have no willpower and that we have no self-control because we have gone over that number that we have set for ourselves. But 
just because you have chosen that you want to eat X amount of calories today, it doesn't mean that that is the right amount of calories for your body, especially when you take into consideration that life happens and we are all very busy people and not every single day is the same and not every day will go to plan, will go the way that you want it to. That's just life. It just happens. And so you need to get to a place where you can balance routine with flexibility. And we also need to acknowledge that There are many factors that determine weight. It's not just about food. It's about environmental factors. The society that we live in, there are fast food restaurants on every single corner. And eating fruit and vegetables, it can be expensive. So for some people, the only option is to buy the cereal that yes, maybe it has more sugar in it than what having eggs would, but they can't afford to eat eggs every day. So cereal is the only option. And it's either you eat or you don't eat. So for some people, there are barriers. Genetics as well. Genetics can be a factor when it comes to determining your weight and where the weight sits on your body. And some people have genes that make them crave more sugary and high fat and processed foods. Other people have really fast metabolisms. We've all known that one person from school. I know I could, I still remember this person, but we all know one person who would eat so much processed food every single day. When I when I'm talking about processed food, I mean like high fat, high carb, donuts, cookies, crisps, these kind of foods. They would eat so much of it every single day and it would pretty much be their their lunch at school. But they did not gain weight. They just stayed incredibly slim and they just could not gain weight. We all know that person. So everyone has a different a different metabolism and everyone's body works very differently. Another factor, sleep. When you don't get much sleep, I know this definitely affects me. If I haven't had enough sleep, I get really hungry the next day when I wake up and I just find it really hard to satisfy my body and shift this hunger. So sleep can affect your appetite and how much your body needs and wants to eat that day. Exercise as well, emotions, stress. When we are feeling a lot of negative emotions or even happy emotions, we we turn to food a lot of the time. It's just natural for us to turn to food and stress as well. Some people lose their appetite when they're incredibly stressed other people their appetite increases and so I'm mentioning this because these are all other factors that could determine your weight and it isn't always just about the food so instead of focusing on calories and numbers we should start focusing on how food makes us feel and start looking at our overall well-being in a more holistic way I like to change the word calories with energy. And so what this means, I ask myself, how much energy is this food going to give me? And then I check in with my body to see how much energy my body needs right now. So say I have a grumbling stomach. This might mean that I'm ready for a meal. And if I haven't had a meal in say three to four hours, 
then yeah, my body is probably ready for a meal and an apple is just not going to cut it right now. And so my body needs more energy, i.e. calories than just an apple. But then say I had a meal an hour ago and I'm feeling hungry now. I would firstly ask myself, why am I feeling hungry again after an hour? What had I eaten? Had I not eaten enough? Had I not eaten food that actually satisfied me? Did I have all of my macronutrients, my fats, my proteins, my carbs, my fiber in that meal? And I would just reflect on that meal. So I know for next time what I need to add to that meal. So I'm not hungry again in an hour. But if that does happen, and I am hungry again after an hour after eating, then I probably don't need another meal. But I do need something. And maybe I need something small that is just going to satisfy me until my next meal. And I might go for the apple and peanut butter option. I love, love, love. I mean, I add peanut butter to everything, but I love adding it to an apple because it just gives you that extra protein and fat that will keep you satisfied until your next meal. So the next time you are trying to decide between some options of what you should eat, instead of looking at the calories, look at how much energy is this food going to give me and how much energy does my body need right now? That was a really amazing shift for me when it came to not obsessing over calories. So I'm just going to talk through some other steps that you can start taking to remove the obsession with calories from your life and to start shifting your focus onto the things that really matter and the things that actually influence your overall well-being. So number one, you've got to throw away the scales, okay? You've got to stop obsessing over that number on the scales and letting that number dictate what you are going to eat that day, how much you are going to eat that day and how you feel about yourself for that day because that number, it doesn't matter. It does not dictate your self-worth. It does not dictate whether you are good enough or not. You are good enough regardless of what that number says. So you've got to throw away the scales and start recognizing that your self-worth is not determined on that number. Next, you've got to delete my fitness pal. Okay, I, I had my fitness pal for years and years and years, and it kept me so stuck in the calorie counting cycle. And I would get really annoyed and frustrated with myself if I'd gone over what the app told me I was allowed to eat that day. But it meant that because I was so obsessed with this app, I wasn't actually connected to my body. I was relying on this external factor to tell me what I was allowed to eat and how much I was allowed to eat. And I wasn't actually connecting with my body. So if you do want to start counting calories, delete my fitness pal, throw away the scales, get rid of any type of watch that is telling you how many calories you have burnt today or how many steps you have done because you want to stop looking at what the the machine in the gym says and how many calories it says you have burnt or how many miles it says you have run you just want numbers out of your life because you don't want numbers to dictate your your mood and your emotions and your food choices anymore and so to do that you have to remove anything from your life that is numbers focus as well as this get rid of the scales stop weighing your food stop weighing your food to the exact gram because this is also 
disconnecting you from your body. Your body has internal hunger and fullness cues that will tell you when it's hungry and will tell you when it's full. But when you are restricting food, counting calories and just relying on external factors to tell you when you should be eating, what you should be eating and how much you should be eating, you are disconnecting yourself from your internal hunger and fullness cues. And so it is really important to build up that body trust again. And I do have a couple of podcast episodes where I talk about how do I build body trust and how to recognize when you are hungry as well, because listening to these external factors, it can mean that you are not connected to those hunger and fullness cues. You don't even know when you are hungry and you don't even know when you are full. So I do have a a podcast episode on that if you want to go back and listen. And then you've got to stop reading labels, stop reading all of the content in the food that you are eating. I know, I know you can still count calories in your head because I imagine if you are listening to this and you have already memorized a lot of the calorie content in many, many foods because I was the exact same. I had memorized the calories in so many different foods that I could just automatically count in my head or I could just take a wild guess of how many calories I had eaten that day. So I know when you first start your journey with stopping calorie counting, I know you can count in your head the calories that you are eating, but the goal is to start introducing more challenging foods slowly into your diet. And these challenging foods are foods that you don't know how many calories are in them. So these are foods that are outside of your safe foods. And you can start with one food per week, and then work your way up to two foods per week, three foods per week, until you are then eating a non-safe food, a challenging food, once a day, every single day, and then you can have two challenging foods every single day. You want to start slow. You want to ease yourself into it slowly, and also start with a less scary food as well, and just work your way up. The goal is to transform your fear foods into safe foods. And the only way to do that is to expose them into your life and into your diet and to do that repeatedly over and over again. I also have a podcast episode on fear foods and how to challenge fear foods. So if you want to go back and listen to that podcast episode, I will take you step by step on challenging your fear foods. And then something else which is really important, actually probably one of the most important things because I I always say healing your relationship with food it is about your mindset and it's about the beliefs that you have around food and what it is going to do to your body and so often our food choices are based on our perception of our body if you have a negative perception of your body or negative body image then you are more likely to restrict food and have an unhealthy relationship with food because you think that that food will do something bad to your body or will make you gain weight because you're just you're not accepting of your body and you have this belief that food is the problem. And yes, there might be certain situations, certain scenarios where someone does 
need to lose weight and it's okay to lose weight. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a negative thing to lose weight because it's okay to have that goal as long as it is coming from a healthy and an intentional place. But a lot of the time it's not. A lot of the time it's coming from a place of hatred for your body. It's not coming from a place of love for your body. It is coming from this place of negativity, which just sets you up for failure. And it just makes for a miserable life, I'll be completely honest. But yes, there are some people that they might they might need to lose weight for their health. And that is absolutely okay. And the way to do that, maybe it is calorie counting for that specific person. But that is not everyone. And nine times out of 10 calorie counting, it does lead to this really negative relationship with food and your body. And so I want you to get a pen and paper. And I want you to just write on it. I am prioritizing overall well being over fixating on numbers. Okay, and maybe stick that on your mirror, maybe write it on a sticky note and stick it on your mirror. I used to do this all the time when I first started healing my relationship with food. My bathroom mirror was covered in sticky notes and covered in affirmations and values that I wanted to live by. And one of them was I am prioritizing my overall well-being over fixating on numbers because I wanted to ditch the numbers. I was exhausted and fed up with thinking about numbers 24-7. It takes over your life and it takes over your thoughts. And I wanted to make space for other things in my life that brought me purpose and meaning and happiness as well. So as you do start to introduce different foods into your diet, I want you to start practicing mindful eating. And this means tapping into your senses. I want you to remove all distractions when eating and really tap into your senses. And this means focusing on the taste of the food, focusing on the texture, focusing on the smell and focusing on your satisfaction. Is the food giving you satisfaction? Are you enjoying this food? Do you need more crunch to the food? Did you actually want more spice or is it too hot? Did you actually want something cold? Like really ask yourself these important questions while you are eating because it means that you are reconnecting with your body again and you are listening to what your body is telling you that it wants. And that is a beautiful thing. And every single time you do that, every time you sit down for a meal, you connect with your body and you ask yourself these questions, you are moving one step closer towards that healthy relationship with food that you so desperately want. And it is possible for you. Okay, I just want to say that right now, it is possible for you. I used to tell myself, all the time, it wasn't possible for me that it's possible for other people, but it's not possible for me. But I was just limiting myself, I was holding myself back. And I now know it is possible for me because I'm on the other side. And I want you to be on the other side as well, because you can get there. And something else that is really, really important. And I know this is going to be really, really hard to hear but you have to stop focusing on weight related goals. You have to let go of weight loss, this number one goal of weight loss, you have to let it go. And again, I have a podcast episode on letting go of weight loss and accepting weight gain. And that's not to say that everyone will gain weight. 
when you stop counting calories. It absolutely is not the case. Everyone is very unique and very different and no one knows how your body is going to respond when you stop counting calories. But you have to just let go and trust your body. Trust that your body knows exactly what to do with the food that you are giving it. And shift your attention away from anything that is appearance related or specific to the number on the scale and onto other aspects of your well-being. Like how can you show yourself more self-care? How can you increase your physical strength? How can you improve your mental health? How can you improve your overall happiness and purpose and meaning? And to do this, to start focusing and shifting your focus away from your appearance and onto uh, non-appearance related goals, maybe you need to reassess your values and reassess what matters to you. Because all of these things that I have mentioned means that you will develop a more holistic approach to your health. We are all human beings and all very complicated and all live very, very busy and different lives. So it's not a one size fits all. And we need to look at someone as a whole. You need to look at yourself as a whole. It's not just about food. It is about your relationships, your finances, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your mental health. It's not just about how you look physically. You are a whole person with feelings and emotions. So you need to start looking at yourself as this whole individual instead of just a body and limiting yourself to goals that are purely weight loss specific, because you were put on this earth to do so much more than just lose weight. And that is a guarantee. Your worth is not determined by the number on the scales or the number of calories that you eat. And please remember that it does take time and it does take patience. This is a journey of self-discovery, of self-compassion and self-kindness and healing your relationship with food. It's not about being perfect. You're never going to be perfect. No, there is no such thing as perfect eating, okay? No one eats perfectly. It is about progress and it is about learning to trust your body signals. And as you let go of the obsession that you have with counting calories, you will begin to open up this world of nourishment and joy and freedom. And trust me when I say that is a really, really good feeling. Okay, because your body is so much more than a calorie burning machine, and it does deserve love and care and nourishment. So it is time to start giving it that. So if you take anything away from this podcast today, please let it be ditch the scales and that's scales for you to weigh yourself and scales for you to weigh food, delete my fitness pal, stop looking at labels on food, stop reading the calories, stop looking at calories burned on the exercise machine, start challenging your beliefs around calorie counting and why you think it is important to calorie count. And the big, big one, start introducing more challenging foods into your diet, foods that you don't know how many calories are in. So it throws off your ability to count how many calories you have eaten that day. Because yes, you might continue eating safe foods and you already know how many calories are in those safe foods, but you want to introduce foods into your diet that you don't know how many calories are in, so it throws it off. 
So you can't count how many calories you've eaten that day. And start slow, start very slow and work your way up the more you feel comfortable with that food and repeat foods over and over again. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have any podcast suggestions for me, please come and send me a DM on my Instagram account. My Instagram is fillyourbowl underscore. And if you are looking for one-to-one coaching, I am now taking on three clients in June, which I am so excited about. So if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, I will leave the link in the bio and you can also come and send me a message on Instagram and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions over there. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next week for another episode. Bye.